When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, every ba- everybody? I was going to say every baby, but I don't know. There's kids running around. I'm I'm lost my mind, guys. I have lost my mind. Today is Thursday's edition of Before We Die, brought to you by Purple Daily and Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Ross Brendel. He's Thor Nystrom. Uh, guys, we get to talk a little Sunday afternoon football, noon kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium, your 3-1 and NFC leading Minnesota Vikings, welcoming the 2-2 two and two Chicago Bears, kind of maybe we thought the laughing stock of the NFL there, but you know, 2-2, two and two, you're beating the lowly Texans and uh, squeaking out a couple victories there, but you guys, first of all, we said throttle Detroit, that didn't happen. We said handily beat New Orleans. Now, I looked up synonyms for those words in case we wanted to use them against the Chicago Bears. Do we want to or do we think it's going to be a close game? We're going to throttle the Bears. You can't use that word. You can say stifle, strangulate, suffocate, any of those synonyms. Can you you give me a couple more options? I I like stifle. Personally, I was going to go with stifle. I like suffocate, actually. Anything that starts with a B, a beatdown will be a beatdown of the Bears. Oh, yeah, we get some alliteration. I like that. Okay. We'll now, go as down. we've learned, however, guys, mm-hmm. usually when we say this, again, as in those two games that we've done it, it's been anecdotally. anything but. Anec- exactly. <laughs> anecdotally, the Vikings haven't lost when we've I, done it. I mean, this is true. Now, so let's just keep doing it. All right. So we think, so what's the what's the score predicts? I guess we'll just, ju- we'll dive in right there, Thor. What's your score predict for well, Sunday I'm, afternoon in Minneapolis? I'm going to, I'm going to take the Vikings to cover the minus seven, by the way, uh, you, Jesse, you were great on the, on the show with, with Phil Thank and you. Judd and Declan. Thank um, you. I, I thought it was funny when, when Declan and Judd were arguing about Judd. Six, and, six and, and a half or seven. Uh, I was, yes. I was absolutely dying and, and we'll get to some more predictions <laughs> during Thor's hammer here in a second, but I'm going to take the Vikings minus seven. Um, I'm going to take them to win by like, 13 points uh let's go like um 31 to what would that be 18 that's a weird score but that's what i'm gonna do it's a weird score fun fact you know eight times minnesota has beaten chicago by a touchdown that's it they usually cover just the seven point spread so a little interesting like it Note. yeah kirk at noon division opponent let's go I also believe that all Vikings games and NFL games should be played Sunday at noon. And apparently Kirk Cousins does as well. (laughs) So uh, I will ride with the Vikings to cover uh, seven plus points. I'm cautiously optimistic. They will get in, get out and do their job. You know what? I, I don't disagree. 
I think it's going to be close again, though. I think it's going to be, I, I'll say a touchdown, but in my head I'm screaming, it might only be a field goal. It might only be a three-point game. Just because sometimes when you get, you get a little cocky, like we tend to do on this show before we die. We get a little cocky. And when you do that against a team like Chicago, who really has nothing to lose, like if they lose, it's expected. If they win, it's huge. So, I mean, they're just going to come out and do their thing. Um, I will say it's going to be a close game. But it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I like 31. 31 to 28. That's I love – You're taking a win, but a non-cover win. A non-cover win, okay. yes. I yeah. love that Jesse is going with a high-scoring close game because that is pretty much what we've seen so far to start the season. Exactly. But also, this is a Bears offense that really isn't very good. But I think for all of us, at least for Jesse and for me to a degree, I think the Vikings will hopefully win comfortably. As I said, I think they should cover the seven. Mm -hmm. I do expect them to give up some points because that's just what we've seen the first four weeks of the season. And I don't, going back to Monday's edition of Before We Die, I don't love the Ed, uh, no D and Donatel (laughs) defense to this point in the season. So I feel like it'll be a it, the Bears should be feisty, but this is a game again. If the Vikings want to be taken seriously and get to where they want to go, could you potentially lose to the Bears at the end of the season in Chicago? Okay, maybe. Let's see what that looks like when we get there. You can't lose this game at home. Just can't, can't do, do it. it. But Kevin O'Connell even said, I mean, you, you again respect your opponents. That's what I always do. Not a Packers fan. Not a Bears fan. I'm just respecting. My opponents, ladies and gentlemen, something I don't do in fantasy football. There's my obligatory fantasy football drop. Uh, Don't respect my opponents in my fantasy league. Anyway, Kevin O'Connell said uh, in our first They Said It of the week, I think the one thing is they play so hard, they fly around. Attention to detail, unbelievable amount of effort. You can tell they love playing with one another. They've had kind of some emotional victories here and team building type wins like we kind of had as well. That's what Kevin O'Connell had to say about the Bears. Guys, it feels a little like... Hey, we'll give them the participation trophy because they're out there trying hard. So he's trying to say the right things, but maybe do you think O'Connell and and the offense is like, we should smatter this Chicago team offensively. You got another one. I like that. Another one in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they might like playing with each other. I think they more, the bears roster mostly just likes having jobs in the NFL. (laughs) Might be the worst roster in the NFL. And we're going to see a lot of former friends uh, on the Bears roster. The the Bears picked up all these these you know one man's trash and another man's treasure. They picked up all these former Vikings or whatever. But this is not a good team. But yeah, I mean for O'Connell, you, you have to you have to legitimize the opponent for sure. And see NFL, you know, I mean any given Sunday, any team can win for sure. So yeah, you, you gotta you, you gotta make your team respect the opponent for sure. I mean, a bad team, let's just say Chicago, thirty first in the league in scoring, thirty second in passing yards. Only 22 points versus Giants and the Packers in their two L's. Uh, probably without David Montgomery. Probably without their top cornerback, Jalen Johnson. What does the Chicago team have? Like, am I being crazy thinking it's going to be close because they are just so, but um, eh, or what? No, it's, this this team stinks. Uh, it, but what, what's going to be interesting is like that Bears offense, which wasn't good to begin with, and now it's not even at, at full strength. Can that do stuff against this Vikings defense, which is obviously the the weak part of the team? We'll, we'll get into some of these stats once we start Thor's hammers. But it you know it's it's sort of funny. I I don't want to give you guys too much info because I'm going to be asking you these questions. But Justin Fields is averaging 117.8 passing yards a game. 
they haven't been able to do anything. They don't have any receivers either. Darnell Mooney should have been the one competent one, but mm-hmm. Fields either isn't targeting him or th- there's just weird stuff going on. I mean, he ain't getting many passing yards, period. But anyway, th- I mean, and, and the guys behind Mooney obviously are are uh, on any other team would not be seeing the field. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, I'm going to get to see a little bit of my old uh, Kansas friend, Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. who's going to get a lot of work on Sunday as well. But yeah, I mean, he's, Khalil's just a backup running back in the NFL. He's just a guy. Like, I, I like Khalil. He gives but... me points in my fantasy team every single week. So I like your second. Day, I like my fantasy team. It's second, good. obligatory fantasy football mention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree. So do you think because this offense for Chicago is so lackluster that the, uh, Minnesota defense is going to see improvement. I mean, is this the time where they can be like, Hey, almost treat, I don't want to say treat it as a practice log. Cause I do agree. You respect your opponent. They're still an NFL offensive team, but <clears throat> do you think this is a chance for Donatel to really say, Hey, our defense isn't so bad. It maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, improve upon their inconsistencies that we have seen uh, in the past couple would it, and losses. Would it really matter though? That's if the Vikings True. come out, it's this is one of those games where you're expected to win it and you should win it. And if the Vikings win comfortably, I don't know, 30 to 7, 30 to 10, and the defense looks good, I would say, what does it really matter? Build upon it because you're expected to beat the Bears. You should beat them comfortably based on everything Thor just said. And poor Justin Fields. I feel so bad for Justin Fields walking into what he walked into in year one. Then they got pretty much anything good that was on his roster. We're not going to know if this guy's any good till at least next year, maybe the year after. And at that point, they may have doomed him so much it won't matter. I know that's a separate tangent, but it's it's classic bad NFL franchise to draft a quarterback and then immediately screw up the process right away. So I hope that Justin Fields for his sake is so good that he can overcome that. But I, I would still like to continually beat the bears. I don't yeah. want them to be that good. I just feel bad right. for him. And, and Ross's point is, is well taken fields was caught in this really uh, weird uh, transitional spot to, for a guy that was drafted where the previous bears administration gave up the farm to move up to get him. Cause they, they were on the hottest of seats and they knew they were going to get fired if they didn't do something. And I think that they thought they were buying themselves an extra year by bringing mm-hmm. in the first round quarterback. Well, then that administration gets sacked. And then coming into the second year, they, they bring in this new administration and the GM, uh, you know, a guy that the Vikings had looked at what he wanted to do. And, and by the way, I, we, we had talked about this, I, I believe on a previous episode once, I think if, if the Vikings had hired pace, I, I think, I think pace wanted to rip the thing down. I think that's a part of the reason that that, that didn't come to fruition. That's what he's done with the Bears. Just ripped everything down. He, they don't want to win this year. The, the Bears do not want to win this. Year. They want to take. Yeah. They want to get the good draft positioning. And so, you know, a part of Ryan Pace's ripping down of that roster, they devoted zero into that offensive line. They did hit on one guy in in the late portion of the draft, but like outside of that, even the guys that they've devoted draft equity to in recent years, like Tevin Jenkins, he was a college right tackle who then they moved to left tackle then they put him on the trade block now they put him at guard like even the pieces they have that should have some value it doesn't seem like they view as long-term pieces apart because they're going to rebuild this entire roster with whatever pace you know wants going forward but this team is going to have very little resemblance to future bears teams because of that 
I mean, Justin Fields, the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL, uh, and you can't even necessarily blame his old line. He leads quarterback with time in the pocket, 2.9 seconds per dropback, and he's the least blitzed. So really, it's the sacks are a result of him just holding on to the ball too long. I did project on Purple Dailies, write that down, that we're going to see quite a few sacks, quite a few interceptions uh, well, from Je- Justin Fields. Jesse, the, the, the point about that with Fields – Fields going back to Ohio State. The, the one of the hugest knocks on him was this is a guy that does not want to test windows. Mm-hmm. He like he it, it too was conservative. He, he wanted to see the guy wide open, and a lot of times he got it at Ohio State because you remember his receiving core at Ohio State was absolutely friggin' nasty. Mm-hmm. And then on on this Bears team, it, it's it, it's sort of hard to unlearn that stuff. And meanwhile, you're picking up bad habits because your offensive line is so bad. Um, but he he already had the problem of holding on to the ball too long, which was just a function of uh, a lack of anticipatory throwing and, again, needing to see someone wide open. That don't work as well in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the reason why why scouts and folks, they prioritize, like, the idea of anticipatory throwing or the, um, the, the ball placement, right, beyond accuracy, but the placement so that if a guy is covered – because not on every single play in the NFL are you going to get a guy wide open. In fact, most of them you're not, right? So, like, you're going to have to try to manufacture stuff with your own arm, and that's what we haven't yet seen with him. We also haven't seen the manifestation completely yet of his athleticism either. So, I mean, like, on on both ends of it, he hasn't developed to the degree that you'd like, but that one really telling stat on Justin Fields, he only has one graded PFF big-time throw this year. Even people with wet noodle arms have more than one if, if they've gotten the playing time. It, it, it just goes to speak to he will not test those windows. So if the Vikings corners on the outside, if, if they have any, uh, you know, if they're on their guy at all, it, it's going to fields ain't going to throw to him. So it, it's a nice spot for those guys too. Right. When the Vikings win on Sunday, if I can hop in here again, when I've taken some comments in on YouTube that apparently I'm not happy when the Vikings win, even though if you go, if you go back and listen to the last show, I was telling everybody to celebrate the wins and be happy. But when the Vikings win on Sunday over the bears, Jesse and Thor, what will make you feel good? How, what, when the game's over, what will do, what will the Vikings have done where you say, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Cause I'll say more than likely, Anything at seven points or less to me will feel kind of hollow again. This is a game I feel like you need to win comfortably to really, really convince people you are still headed in the right direction. That's my take. What are your takes? That's mine. I was going to bring that point up next. I'm glad you kicked us off here, Ross. I'm sorry. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just the host. I'm just here supposed to direct the conversation, but whatever. It's cool. You guys do your thing. Uh, I love you. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, truly, I I do. I look at this Vikings team. I want to see a hot start out the gate. I don't want to see them trailing. I don't want to see this comeback. Now, credit to Kirk Cousins, who is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best, I believe, right now <clears throat> in the NFL in fourth quarter, right, where he's stymied these, uh, these comebacks and started those comebacks. But I want to see out the gate some wins. I want to see less dropped balls as well. <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, uh, who I believe is leading the team in that situation. Irv Smith. Irv Smith. Yeah, just, you know, less of that and just a more confident offense. Again, I want to see the offense you saw against Green Bay. I want to see that excitement and just kind of that that confidence moving forward. And it, some of those inconsistencies to get smoothed out. I do want to credit the O-line. I don't know that we've done that enough yet this season because they are looking better and better each game. I'm still not going to say 
they're looking really good. They're just looking better. You can see slight improvements there. And I, I think that's a very promising thing. But my biggest thing is hot out the gate. Let's take the lead and uh, and hold on to it, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, the, I, I love your point about the quick start because um, that, that's something the past three games we haven't seen. I, mm -hmm. That's super duper important, especially against the opponent that you're playing. Uh, would love to see that. Of course, you'd love to see a double digit win here after, uh, you know, the, the, the past close uh, wins. I'd also like to see better performance out of Kirk Cousins. This is a, a very good matchup for Kirk Cousins, uh, not just because the opponent stinks, but it's a noon game, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, you'd like to see him looking more like the week one Kirk than the, the past three weeks Kirk. And we went into a little, little bit, not, not that he's been bad or not that he, you know, whatever, but like the, the, the past month, even though the Vikings were three and one, I thought was a bit down for him uh, based mm -hmm. on, you know, what, what you would like, which, you know, which conversely is, is good news, right? Cause you're still three and one and you mm -hmm. expect him to play going uh, better going forward. It starts now. Like I, I want to see that this coming week. Last thing, Jesse, I, I love the point that you made about the offensive line. I, I think we got to talk uh, more about that. Yeah. Chris, Christian Derrissaw, man, what a pick that was. Uh, and, and, and we have to thank the Raiders for that because the Raiders were on the clock. Everybody, in the world knew that they needed an offensive tackle. Christian Derrissaw was still there and they took Alex Leatherwood. Mike Mayock, I, I miss you. I wish you were back in the <laughs> NFL. We appreciate that gift. Christian Derrissaw has been borderline. I, 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 maybe I won't say elite, but he, he'd been pretty dang. He'd been playing at a Pro Bowl uh, level for sure for the first four mm -hmm. games. That kid is an absolute star. And, and he plays at one of the what three or four most valuable positions on the field, the Vikings who have struggled to find and develop offensive linemen for years and years and years. They finally have that stud and a uh, left tackle that they've been looking for. Um, so, so that's, that's really great. And then Ingram uh, looks like he's a player as, yeah. as well. Right. And you know, of course, O'Neal and, and Cleveland freaking Bradbury's even playing much better than we thought right? we were giving Bradbury dap, but we, we were giving him a lot of crap over the offseason and, and trying to replace him. He's been competent for them. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, hats off to the to the offensive line. And they, I believe, are the only, and we saw this come out of score north, the only uh, team in the NFL to not have a holding penalty yet that's this true. season. So that's yeah. something, you know, hang your hat on. Again, still definitely not really good. Not saying they're good, guys, but let's give them credit where credit's due. There is some improvement, which I think – is uh, I think the offensive line is I mean the offensive line at least right now is above average in Competent. the NFL yes it, right. like it's it it might be good it actually might be good wow he said yeah. it I didn't say it he said it come at him I didn't say that <laughs> nobody said that uh speaking of the offense too now I did also again predict this yesterday on uh write that down with purple daily again before we die part of purple daily and score north Adam Thielen, three touchdowns. I think it's a Thielen game. I don't know. I probably because Justin Jefferson, everyone knows about him. And of course, people know about Thielen too. But I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling I'm I got a feeling that it's a it's a big game for Adam Thielen. What do you guys think? Do you think Justin Jefferson finally finds a way to break loose again and, and kind of takes advantage of a, a softer Chicago team? Or what's what's the thoughts on who's scoring some some big TDs tomorrow? Jesse, I, 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 I like that you, you know, it was a gutsy pick. I like that you went on the list. Why did you <laughs> and say I said at three? least, at least three, at yeah, least. It could why be did more. You, yeah, but why did you say, why did you do yeah. three or more? Why didn't you do two or more? That's still going out on a limb, but like, well, I've, no, you know. I like three. I got to, okay. I go big. Swing. I, I don't think that Adam Thielen's going to score 
three touchdowns. Shut uh, your mouth, Thor. I, 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 I hope he does. I'll apologize to you on the show if he does. Yeah, you that's will. a touchdown if he does in their in their yeah tracking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, they've been targeting him more. You know, since the first game when it was, you know, just well, Sunday, not Monday. Yeah, well. what are you doing? We're all screwed oh up my on gosh. days. I said tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Playing. I don't. It's. Hi guys, this is before we die on purpose. We're we'll scratch take, take you. two. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, Thor. Sorry to interrupt. No, so so sorry to interrupt. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, no. They, they've been looking. Cousin been looking for Thielen more, and and I think that that's going to be effective here. You mentioned the the injury, key injury to the Bears secondary. Not a great secondary as is. Um, the secondary. It's going to go back to strategy again, right? Are the Bears going to put do the thing that the other, we've seen with some of these other opponents, putting the two guys on Jefferson the whole time? In that case, uh, Thielen's going to cook whoever there at this point would be their third boundary receiver who mm-hmm. gets put out there, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I think this also sets up to be a, a really solid game for K.J. Osborne. Maybe he yes. gets the breakthrough game as well. I Irv is going to get some opportunities. You know, we're still going to see Munt as well. But I, I, I think probably um, – Thielen and, and Osborne are the guys that I'm bullish for in this game. I think that's fair. Before we dive into Thor's Hammers, one final question I want to pose to you guys that we have to discuss, haven't yet, fatigue. Are they going to feel fatigue from the London trip coming in? Obviously, Vikings had the opportunity to have their bye week this week. They said nah, which joke, haha. you're playing Chicago, so it's like a bye week, haha. Anyway, do we think that that's going to come to bite them or nah, these guys got it in the bag? No, I don't think so. If you've seen Kirk on that plane coming back wearing Darius's chain and spinning the thing around, he could not have looked anymore. I've never seen human joy on a face like that. I've seen people win the Super Bowl who didn't have that much joy. I th- this team's got good he just energy feeds around into him. his own like conversation of who he is as a part, right? Like just it's things like that or him trying to do the gritty or like he just fuels that fire of like this is kirk cousins who has a bunch kirk of is, kirk is kirk like, like for, for better or worse he's like all of our fathers you know like he he just like he makes you cringe but you're also kind of proud of him you know like you don't but like he, he's so hilarious you know there's the thing with the chain and it was like he'd never sort of considered the idea of a chain before and it was like the the blowing up head emoji whatever and then and then yesterday He's there, you know, they were asking him about, uh, about, uh, Derisaw and he, he brings up this thing about he, how he calls him CD is, is Kirk Cousins, his nickname for, for Derisaw, but it, it came originally from crime dog with, within the, the initials with, with Derisaw because they had put on the, the jumbotron at one point, like, you know, facts about Christian Derisaw. And the, the only fact that they put up there was that he was a first baseman on like his fourth grade baseball team or whatever, when he was like 10 years old. And so, so anyway, cousins then was like, Oh, first base, Fred McGriff, crime dog. And Darisaw didn't know who Fred McGriff was. So Kirk cousins is like, Oh, hold on a second. He's going into his jeans, getting his, his phone out. Oh my He's Googling Fred McGriff. I love those two guys together. Uh, we definitely need a buddy cop show, a spinoff or something. Some, we, we need the Vikings video team to, you know, get those two guys together more because they're absolutely hilarious. But as far as the energy on the field Sunday, I, I don't think that that's going to be a big factor. The Vikings could have elected to have the bye afterwards. They chose not to. It's an advantageous opponent at home. I, I don't think there's going to be any, any problems with that. Yeah, the Vikings did their best to stand central time the entire time they were on this trip. They set up all those beds on the airplane. KOC had a plan. We'll see how it we'll see how it plays out. In all honesty, I wouldn't expect it to be an issue, but 
you know, we'll see. Trust me, if they if they lose, they won't use that as an excuse. So I'm not I'm not going to give That's it to true. them. I'm not I'm not even going to allude allude to that. So I wouldn't expect it to be an issue. You bring your own energy for the three hours of the game. And on your Kirk Cousins point, Kirk Cousins is either so uncomfortable, you kind of laugh at it, or at times it's so comfortable, it's endearing. Hey, kiddo. Just ignore the child. That's what I do. Hopefully he'll go away soon. (laughs) I told you. What did I say in the last before we die? I need that sign that says get out. You got to get that sign. Got to get that sign. He Maybe you just it, so it wouldn't help him at all. Speaking of speaking of Darius, did you guys and, and sleeping on the plane? Did you guys hear the confirmed worst snore on the team? Who everyone was just telling the media like, "Oh, it's awful with him sleeping on the plane." Mm-mm. Christian Darisaw, uh, nice. Kirk Kirk Cousins described his snoring as sawing logs, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so Christian Darisaw, big big time snorer guy, elite left tackle as well. This is a good time to turn it over while I mute myself and tell my child nicely to leave. Uh, It is time for Thor's Hammers. Thor, you are looking up uh, lines and and whatnot and asking Ross and I to take place our bets with you. I think I'm winning. I'm just, I know we are not keeping stats on it, but I think I'm winning. We should be keeping stats. We should Uh, be keeping stats. Yeah. You you can't take the win and we are. Let me. I can. Like, I'm going to. It just because there's, you can't say I didn't. Can't say I didn't because we didn't keep stats. Let me get your opens for bits ready, and then we'll worry about keeping track of stats. One yeah. project at a time. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. here we go. Another episode of Thor's Hammer. So we've already done the spread. So we'll jump right into the props. Justin Fields, who we, we mentioned before, I, I, I told you before, he's averaging 117.8 yards uh, passing per game this year. His over-under this week passing yards has been set at 160 one and a half, which is well over that. Jesse, who you got over or under? Over or under? Say the first number again. What's he averaging? He's averaging a hundred and hundred seventeen point eight per game, um, and he's only gone over a hundred and sixty one and a half one time yep. this season. That's what the number, but that's what the total is for this game. I'll say under. Under cap. Mm-hmm. Frost. I'm going to go over, but it won't be much over. I'm confident in the Vikings this weekend. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna fade Justin Fields. I'm also gonna go over on the Fields half of an interception. Jesse, who you got on that one? Over. Okay, Rod. Over. Over. Okay. We're all taking Fields at throw pick. Uh, <laughs> staying on the interception topic, Kirk Cousins is also set at a half. Jesse, over or under. Over. Okay, Ross. Under noon game, Kirk. Let's go. Nah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under as well. Um, cousins 1.5 passing touchdowns, Jesse. Over. Okay, Ross. Yeah, over. Okay, I'm definitely going over on that one. Now the the cousin passing yardage is at 249.5. Jesse, over or under? Mm. Over. Okay. Remember, under. I'm going to high scoring game, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you said high scoring game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Under, Rock. Vikings jump out early, but milk the clock the latter half of the third and fourth mm. quarter. Okay, mm. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go over on that one as well. Um, agree with Jesse. Uh, Delvin Cook is at 78 and a half rushing yards. Jesse, over or under? Under. Okay. Ross? Yeah, I'm going to, until he goes over, I'm going to continue to go under. How about yeah, that? There you go. There you go. That's fair. 
I think I'm going to go under on, on Delvin too. Interested to see how much we see Madison this week. And by the way, that's kind of my thought. Like, I just feel like him and Madison are going to split it. Like that's where that comes from. I saw a crazy stat on Madison, Madison um, with regards to his player props. Um, The book didn't have a Madison receiving line yet, but it will drop one here probably today, but if not tomorrow, but Alexander Madison has gone over his receiving yard total in the last six games, six straight games, he's he's gone over that. Um, he, he doesn't have the, the receiving one now, but he's taken so many uh, passing down snaps from Delvin at this point. Delvin's receiving yards are set at 12 and a half. I would go under on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse? Under. Okay, Ross? Again, until I really see Delvin really involved in the offense and be the show, I'll go under on that too. Okay. It only so takes now, one screen pass, but it does. we'll see. Only, only takes one. Um, that Now that we're into the receiving yards, um, Irv Smith, 25 and a half for receiving yards against the Bears. Jesse, over or under? Mm, over. Okay. Ross? I'll go under. It's Johnny It's Johnny Munza mm. tight end. <laughs> That's I, I, out I, of context. That's out of context. <laughs> but it's Johnny, it's Johnny Munt's job these days. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm going to go under on, on the Irv one, too. And since you brought up Munt, uh, Munt's receiving yardage total is eight and a half set by the sports book. Jesse, over or under? Under. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Judd for that one. That's That's, that's Judd's boy, Johnny Munt. <laughs> I'm going to go over assuming he doesn't let the ball go right through his fingertips. I'll go, I'll go over. That's literally one catch. He could catch it in the flat for a yard and run for seven he or could, eight. So. But he won't. Uh, I mean, he could. Over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna over. Go, I'm gonna go over on month two and month we trust. Um KJ Osborne, 24 and a half is his uh receiving yardage total for this week set by the Bucks. Jesse over or under. Mm, what did I say for JJ? Over? Said under. Um over. Under. No, under. I want under. Okay. Over. He's got to be over. He's the third. He's the third receiver on the depth chart. Got to get more than 25 yards. I, I'm going over for sure. I, I I think this is a KJ Osborne game. Bullish on him. This one. Um, Adam Thielen is at over. In a, oh, okay. We didn't even, <laughs> you want to have touchdowns. You're I going was just over waiting too. for that one. We like, were sitting dead right on that one. I was. I love it. Okay. 51 and a half Ross for Thielen. Yeah, I'll go over. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over on Thielen as well. Uh, Justin Jefferson's his receiving uh, the, the books have been putting out progressively slightly smaller numbers this week. Uh, the one I saw 83 and a half Jesse over or under over. God, I have to start doing math in my head based off of what okay. I said Kirk Cousins would do, but I can't let that affect affect this pick. You, you almost always have to take the over with Justin Jefferson. So I'll take that. I'm going to I'm going to go over on on Jefferson, too. Um, last one for you guys. This one is is the Bears, but uh, Mooney, who as we we thought he was going to have a better year, the book set his receiving yards for this game at forty three and a half. Jesse over or under for Darnell Mooney? Under. Okay. He he's their number one option to this point. The Vikings cornerbacks, if he at best, so I'll I'll take the over. If I'm going to take the over on fields doing 161 or more, somebody's got to get a fourth of those receiving yards. So I'll I'm, go over. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. Uh, pains me to say, I, I love Darnell Mooney. The the Bears receiving stats are as funny or as sad, depending on what perspective you're from, as Justin Fields' stats. Mooney leads the team. He's got 16 targets, eight receptions, 121 yards through four games. The next highest receiver, Equinemius St. Brown, a blast from the past, a guy that the Packers didn't want. He has 86 yards. He's number two on their team in receiving. The mm. number three guy is Cole Komet. He has 56 yards through four games. So he's averaging, uh, my Brainerd math, what, th- is that 12 or 13 yards per game? That's the, the third option in the I literally write so I don't have to do math. So I don't, I don't know. It's about 13 yards a game yeah, at 52. Awesome. Okay, good. So. My, if my high school math teacher was somehow mm. watching this from BHS, I was going to get so much. I should, I I should go wrong. back to a couple weeks ago when I said, what was the average lifespan of a person, Ross? 79? 79, yeah. And I, short, I shorted myself about 10 years, apparently, because my math is that horrendous. So I apologize for the mathematicians out there that I had offended who quickly brought that to my attention. Hey, Jesse, it's, yeah. did you know that 74% of stats are made up on the spot? I do. Okay. You know, uh, yeah, there was another one. There's another joke to that, too, I think. <laughs> Classic. 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 All right. Is that all we got for Thor's Hammers? That's all we got for Thor's Hammers for this week. Nice. We got nice. we got to keep track of the standings for next time. Yeah, a little hammer, a little hammer throw. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, thank you again. This is a, another episode of Before We Die brought to you on Score North. We have our Before We Dies. I'm going to kick it off because I was uh, I brought up some good, good feelings, some good memories uh, on yesterday's Purple Daily when I had talked about the 1998, no, not the team, but the KDWB song, We're Going to Miami, that just that song jammed. I loved it. I listened to it constantly. I honestly think I prefer it to the actual Will Smith going to Miami song just because you got the mix of the game. So before I die, we will have another song like that created uh in order for the vikings like teeing up their super bowl run so that's my before we die another uh number one bestseller which isn't a thing but i still like i would love to have that version on my spotify guys i just love it and if you haven't love it. google it youtube it i think somebody tweeted it at me so go find that too so that's it before we die, uh, negative Ross alert. And by the way, people for Thor's Hammers, they can comment on YouTube if they agree or disagree or what they think about Thor's Hammers. So please do that in the comment section. Negative Ross alert. Did you know the Minnesota Vikings outside of America are 7-0? 3-0 in London, 4-0 in uh, other parts of the world in exhibition games. 7-0, the Minnesota Vikings, have never lost outside of America. So before we die, the Minnesota Vikings will play all their home games in a different country so they can win. A, no, I'm just joking. That's not that's not where I'm going with this. Unfortunately, before we die, the Minnesota Vikings won't always dominate outside of the 50 nifty United States of America. They will lose a game on foreign soil. That's just numbers. Part. You're wrong, yep. Ross. You're wrong. Never. Now they'll never lose a game. Never. Maybe, you know, I could be wrong. If they, if they only go to London from here on out every four to eight years, maybe they never will. I'm just, I'm playing the odds on that one. Okay. Uh, before I die, I, I want Daniel Hunter to go off. I want him to go off on Sunday is what I, is what I want. But I, before I die, I want him to, to, to turn this around uh, right now. One sack uh, 5.6% pressure rate. 
tied for 102nd in the NFL. We talked a lot about about his transition from a 4-3 hand in the dirt defensive end to a 3-4 stand up outside linebacker, edge rusher, uh, etc. And been a slow transition so far. Donatel doesn't seem to be worried about it. Um, this time he wasn't throwing a player under the bus. This is what he said about Hunter. He said, every guy that has ever made this transition, his first month looks a lot like that. There's uh, getting uh, there's a getting used to this role. It's very, very normal. I, I tend to sort of agree with that provisionally um, and, and be optimistic about it. But the first month, obviously, it's been a slow transition. So I, I would like to see Hunter take to this system very quickly and starting on Sunday by sacking Justin Fields a couple times. Bonus before we die. I won't always rip Ed Donatel on this podcast. <laughs> I will. Unless they turn it's just it until you get enough usage out of your pun, no D and Dantel, right? Like that's I feel like that's when you'll retire. You know, maybe when the Vikings defense starts dominating, we'll just say it's all D and Donatel. I don't know. We'll come up with something. Yeah. I'm we will we always believe do it, it when I see it. <laughs> Again, this is before we die brought to you by Purple Daily and Score North. I'm Jesse, he's Thor, he's Ross. Uh <clears throat> appreciate you guys checking us out. We produce produce release episodes twice a week go check out all of our friends on purple daily for your vikings content uh we're cool i promise you'll like us maybe you'll hate us whatever it's fine it's uh it's still fun to do we're still here so austin powers reference i like it daddy's hip daddy's with it all right you guys have a great week go vikes skull vikings